we recording? Yeah. What would you call? Is that a pano chocolate? Chocolate. Pano chocolate. Pano chocolate. Um, see someone recently. You know, there's these things on TikTok where they're always um, correcting people. So yeah. The, so it's, it is funny. It is in fairness, you know, because Italian Americans. Yeah, aren't actually yeah. Italians they're just Americans like they're New York people I yeah. think I think everyone would agree that like it's, Irish Americans yeah they're Americans like you yeah. know um, you know where your where your grandparents from it's not really where you're from you know no. to be fair and there's always people these Italians being like this is how you pronounce insert random Italian dish you know yeah and then because um, the Italians would be like um, name an Italian dish spaghetti bolognese yeah, they'd be like bolognese, you bolognese. know. And then the Italians would be like, "Oh, this is how you actually pronounce it," you know. Yeah. And both sides are obnoxious, but then one person didn't come along, and they were—he was like a, a language professor, or so he claimed to be. Obviously, yeah. he's on TikTok; he could be saying anything. But he was like, "You conform to the local dialect when you're saying words," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, you pronounce them how your language pronounces those letters. Like you don't have to pronounce the. Uh, the pronunciation otherwise you'd expect them to learn new languages like it doesn't make sense yeah, to it makes no sense it doesn't make sense for you to say croissant every time you say it you know no. like it doesn't my mouth can't make that sound it doesn't make that sound like also the amount of spit that would come out of my mouth if I say croissant <laughs> every time no it make no sense but someone was on uh, it was a squat jerk journalist you know that guy in, uh, oh. he commented on uh, Wavesting House's thing yesterday um, <laughs> saying great piece but you should really get um a Chinese person to check your pronunciation like no uh, no fucking way no like, fucking way imagine if we had to do that for every video we did oh my god One, it doesn't matter and uh, people know who you're talking about yeah. like Seb is not going to get a person to translate and as someone rightly pointed out like Seb butchers every other way lifter's world name but yeah. he's a small a reasonably well he's, he's a small YouTube channel he's a decent sized company like but he's like Seb can't say my name Seb can't say your name Seb says dairy fits yeah. every fucking time or else he'll <laughs> say dairy Dara Dara Dairy Dairy yeah and he just just call me Fitz just, just call him Fitz and it's no problem like it's just really smarmy to be I, I don't like that um, no can you just get something to get the pronunciation right and I don't, I don't know Swatch or Journalist from Adam. I'm sure he's a nice guy. It's, but it is virtue signaling. It is virtue, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, please pronounce their name right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's like, someone, there. someone is like, he says every single Eastern European name wrong. Yeah, yeah. The pronunciations are off, but you don't expect them to go get. Like, he, he's doing people a favor. Some I remember someone commented on his thing before, ages ago, and it really bothered me uh, for some reason. They were like, you're just doing way too much advertising. Seb is bringing oh you a free God. show weekly that he puts a lot of work yeah. in. He pays for an editor to do that. You know, like, give him a break. Like, this is how he makes his living. This is how those shows are brought to you from these also, other things. the amount of knowledge in that man's head about weightlifting mm-hmm. and weightlifters. Yeah. I don't know anybody. You're a dork for weightlifting. Mm-hmm. But you're not a dork down to, like, you know, the level of, like, oh, well, he was actually this guy's cousin. Yeah. And they shared a coach until they were five. And then they went, you know, like, he has... The encyclopedic knowledge of weightlifting that you really, really do need for that, that kind of new show. Yeah. People need to fuck off if they think Seb can't advertise or Seb can't make money off that. Yes. Like, he's literally one of the, I'd say there's probably four people in the world who could do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give him a break. Like, and he's the one who's actually doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And don't come calling him out for saying names slightly wrong, you know. Yeah. It doesn't argue to me that he's saying them how the English language would say them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people's names like names in Irish are different to English, like, but you yeah. don't expect people to say the the Irish name to names like it just doesn't it, make uh, it makes no sense. No. I don't know how I thought that of the, the pano chocolate was just staring at me. Pano chocolate. The pano chocolate. Uh 
Yeah, I actually have a very good uh, a good grasp of the French language. It's it's interesting you bring that up. Mom. Did you live in France by any chance? I, I actually, oh, I never mentioned this before, but I lived in France for two seasons when I was younger. Yeah, <laughs> jeez, I never mentioned that before. Two pigeon chasing <laughs> seasons was it? <laughs> oh fuck! What's the plan for the weekend anyway, Garth? Um, I don't know, but I had something else that I wanted to talk about. All right, but I just can't fucking remember. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna be like. I want to talk about this. So no. Let's talk. Oh, okay. I genuinely can't remember what it was. Oh, fuck off. I had something else that I wanted to bring up, but I just don't know what it was now. Oh, it was the persistent something thing. I just wanted to. Oh, yeah. People, so people, most people just listen to Joe Rogan who probably listened to us, like, I would imagine. There's a fairly high chance of that. Yeah, like, same listener numbers. And uh, Joe has this thing about, <laughs> yeah, same listener. just about the same downloads every month. He gets yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His numbers are shocking high like it's insane yeah they're obnoxious there's like two million podcasts now or something or two million like registered podcasts around the world what the fuck yeah and they're all like what how do you even find one you want to like to listen to how do people find this podcast i assume that's from instagram and youtube and stuff yeah i'd imagine people but people found this before sorry people found this before youtube i think that's because we just shared it and i think people kind of got on board with it yeah what was I going to talk? Oh, yeah. So Joe would be talking about uh, he this fella, like a writer from Men's Health on, uh, or a former writer from Men's Health, a long term writer. And so you can imagine the tripe he's talking like. Yeah. You know, if if the subject, if he's um the subjects he's putting out for Men's Health, you can only assume he's that kind of person, you know. So I just want you to just, just set the stage oh, there. Broad generalization. Nice way to start. I'm just setting the stage for it, you know, and he was talking about uh, he went on his first hunt and stuff and it's all great and he was bow hunting and then Joe on, on his spiel about how bow hunting is so much better than rifle hunting and rifle hunting is really easy and, and yeah. that's not even what I want to talk about but it's not by the way but anyway and they started talking about persistence hunting and your man was just saying this for the whole podcast he was talking about just you know when you're making like extrapolations and things that don't really have a basis in anything Yeah, yeah. he was like you know humans need to have a difficult life and I, I, I agree with the sentiment on those things, yeah. but he was just making like really big statements that are really confident. Do you know things that you can't call him out on, mm. but he can't really prove to you either? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. those kind of statements. Oh, I know them well. you, it's like just saying those things, right? And then he was on about uh, how humans are like meant to run and carry things, you know, that we can run really long distances and we're mm. built to carry things. And he's on a persistent something and he's like, he did. He threw out the, I read like a thousand articles, a thousand studies for my, my book and stuff. And he was talking about uh, how much research he did and how much contact people. And then he was like, you know, persistent something is the way you're meant to hunt and stuff. And you're like, first of all, there's zero evidence. If you did any amount of research, there's no evidence for persistent something ever happening. Unless Pers- So for, for people who don't know, persistent something is walking or running after an animal until it dies, of, partially dies of exhaustion and then you club it over the head. Yeah. So it, it takes par- place in like plains big vast open plains where people will basically walk and run so the theory things. goes yeah. so the theory goes yeah so like and then they hit it over the head and kill it yeah so you just run it to exhaustion because humans other animals can't sweat basically yeah. so like they just chase a gazelle or something for like up to 15 miles you know yeah. so even saying that out loud you're kind of like that doesn't sound very calorie efficient like that there's no trade-off but like i was reading something a couple of months ago about it because i was wondering about it like because you hear it so often you know and there's yeah. like a lot of people are like there's no evidence for that like it's just a theory people made up but there's no good evidence yeah. that anyone did persist in something like obviously you had to go look for food but does this mean going looking for an animal to kill or whatever or find food and running it to death you know yeah it doesn't make sense that you'd spend your whole life running things to death no but you know just trying out shit like that you know you're like like just it's funny the people joe has on sometimes about stuff yeah. like 
just rambling. But also, like the the risk to reward ratio, reward ratio, to reward the ratio. risk to reward ratio of running after, like sprinting after things mm-hmm. in a big, vast open landscape. Like it's it's almost impossible to do that for any length of time without getting injured in some way. Mm-hmm. And like getting yeah. injured, like breaking a toe or slashing open the sole of your foot, for us is like deeply. It's just uncomfortable, right? It, but it doesn't affect your life. If you're somebody who gets chased down and attempted to be killed by things, as well as the other humans around you, because mm-hmm. you're a fucking male competing for the same mate, or you're a female competing for the same, like whatever it is, yeah, having a cut or an owie on your leg is a major fuck up. Like it's a big no no. Any yeah. sign of weakness, and you're probably going to be killed. So. People always think like, oh, it's this like high risk, high reward. Like they're going to go straight after the mammoths and killing the mammoths. You mm-hmm. know? No, they're fucking not. They're going to go and get the little bit of fungus that's growing off the side of the tree or they'll go yeah. to a clam bed and break open the clams. You know, like also the thing with persistence, something that really annoys me is if you're in a country, if you're basically anywhere outside of sub-Saharan Africa, it is impossible to do it right. So if there's any amount of cover, so like vegetation cover, uh, even like undulations in the landscape where an animal can get a brief amount of respite or can distract you for a second, they're gone. So anywhere outside of like these vast, open, deserted yeah. plains, yeah. Um, it won't work. And also you're relying on weather hugely. Yeah. So like, granted, people in Ireland understand we can't rely on weather any time. But even in like those countries where the weather is unbelievably hot all the time, you're not just going to be able to rely on the fact that it'll be 30 degrees this week and mm. next week and the week after. Like, yeah. what do they do for five months when it's not that hot? But, like, you can't, like, even if you can outrun this a distance that um, a four legged cloven hoofed animal could or a warthog or something, right? Or a fucking. Yeah, uh, springbok. Like, they run so much faster than you in the initial half an hour that you just would never be able to find them no. again. Like, no matter how much you could track them or whatever, like, you just would never be able to find them. Like, they're just gone straight away. Yeah. Like, you see with deer, like, the sea deer or whatever can run from, t- were meant for running for tigers, basically. Yeah. They just disappear. <laughs> if you, if they see you and they're just gone and they can see you from... They melt. Uh, they're, just, they're just so fast. Yeah. And it's so far away that they can see you. Like, they generally can see you from... A good kilometer away, and sometimes if it's across the valley, oh, like easy, and they just Easily. they just literally are like, and they run before they even think about it. Yeah, they're just literally like, oh, they might be trying to kill me, and then before they know it, they're the other side of the mountain. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Even like the them, you brought the mammoths. You know, they only run them off the cliffs. Yeah, the laziest way possible to get as many calories as possible. Absolutely. Like why would why kill would all of them? Yeah, kill all of them. You're going to be able to eat five percent of what was actually killed, and then the rest will stay there and rot. Yeah, that's mental that they did that. Actually, there's a really good guy in the Meat Eater podcast. I went back and started re-listening to them because I thought they weren't releasing podcasts or they were being late releasing podcasts. In fact, I actually had background data turned off on my Stitcher app. It's a whole thing. Um, but anyway, I started re-listening to podcasts. And they had this guy on like a paleontologist or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was some special name where he just examines kill sites, right? Mm-hmm. So he's only interested in like a cow gets hit by lightning and he goes out and checks out the kill site and then he's this kind of missing link between current studies of dead things Mm -hmm. and dead things from a million years ago 
So he was looking at one of these bison fall sites or bison cliff jump sites where there was 800 carcasses. There was primary butchering sites. Then they brought the meat somewhere else and there was a secondary butchering site. Mm -hmm. And there was this whole huge bank of data built up over the last 60 or 70 years of this being excavated, this being worked out. They had this whole schema for how everything had gone. And then they went back and examined the cliff that they had been run off. Mm -hmm. So they brought in like bulldozers, they burrowed down to the way down below this cliff. And then they started dissecting up the height of the cliff. Mm -hmm. And they realized that at the point in history when these bison were supposedly run off a cliff, Mm. the cliff hadn't existed yet. No way. It was just a slope in the ground. So they're like, what's going to have killed 800 bison at the same time? They still haven't worked it out. No fucking way. So they think, so now he's like, he... (laughs) Obviously, the people who've been studying it for the last 70 years, and there's this huge research center and like a tourism attraction there. Uh, because there was this big, there was this whole story that it was like spiritual, and there was all these missing skulls. So, like 800 skulls were missing. Mm-hmm. But in fact, the skulls had just deteriorated in a different way from the rest of the bones, and they were finding jaw bones. So, they went back and studied it again. So, that kind of threw out the like missing skulls research center. And it being this like spiritual tribal thing. Mm -hmm. And then they went back and figured out there wasn't a cliff there. So maybe the humans didn't kill them at all. And humans just came across this giant ball of dead bison and started butchering it. So they don't, they don't actually know what killed them. But something happened to deer in Kazakhstan there a couple of years ago. They got, because of global warming, they think, so they're not sure if it's part of global warming kind of meant that this disease that lived in the nostrils innocuous normally in deers or caribous deer deer or caribou i don't know which one it was it might have been but they found hundreds of them thousands right. of them dead in the field and they were like what the fuck literally wiped out thousands of them and they were um they either think it was because it's something that's happened cyclically from kind of nature that when there's just too many of them yeah. they eventually this thing kind of catches up with them or because it didn't get cold enough, the the virus had more of a chance to thrive or whatever, and it just killed thousands of the deer in one go. Yeah. So um, I wonder if it's something like that. That's what you're seeing with deer ticks now, is that we don't get really, really cold in the winter until January or February. Mm-hmm. So usually, I'd say usually, when I would have started going out with the lads who were shooting deer, which is probably like 14 years ago, mm-hmm. ticks on deer were very, very uncommon, right? Yes. Particularly around our area almost never ever see ticks on a deer and now you're getting ticks on deer until like december january and it's only when that really really cold weather comes towards the end of the season you start seeing die off in ticks you fucking i wonder how lyme disease got here i'd love to or is it something that naturally develops is it it's surely something that naturally develops and in, in um in australia you know in some of the salt flats yeah there is footprints of a man that have been an, um a native from yeah thousands of years ago obviously and they reckon the speed he was running was faster than whatever Usain Bolt was running so because the distance between his footprints yeah would only have to be at a really high velocity so they I calculated out and they were he's a giant (laughs) either one is is amazing he's either a giant or he's running incredibly fast yeah which it would have been amazing I'd love to see I don't know what it is but there's a there's a book um someone wrote about that what's fucking class is none of this stuff really had been looked into since like the start of the 1900s i can't wait to see what the 
the kind of bank of knowledge is and, and where the where the common conception lies by the time we're in our 50s or 60s. Do you get what I mean? Yes. Like yes. when our fathers were kids like in the 50s and 60s, what they would have seen as like what human history had been or what kind of natural history, history had been was so vastly different to what we expect now. Yeah. Do you think about the other day as well is like technology is just taken for granted that it'll keep keep progressing yeah we just assume technology do you know when you think about things um they're like trying to look into faster than light uh travel or whatever and near light travel yeah and what's funny is that they're just thinking about it like the way in my head obviously i've known nothing about the faster than light travel or whatever but they it's just a get like in my head and i think most people's heads they're like oh they'll figure it out eventually yeah just maybe in 100 or 200 years time like they'll they'll get there eventually like they'll figure out how to do that you know it's a matter of figuring it out rather than is that even possible that's the way you kind of think about technology now yeah. which is insane like even if you think about like a hundred years ago like when some people's grandparents or great-grandparents or were barely alive or just born you know the difference is like where's a hundred yeah. years time going to be like yeah it's fucking crazy well, i hope i hope it's not some like blade runner alternative where everything goes to shit because we fuck it up Oh, that's definitely the way to go, like. <laughs> um, this is kind of along the same lines, but in no way related to what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I was rethinking about what we were talking to Seb about when we are on the Weightlifting House podcast. And we were talking about, like, everybody should be able to hit X, Y, and Z with numbers. Like, right. 100, 120, 120, 150, whatever it is. But I was thinking about this from the point of view of, like, the, un- like, in inverse commas, like, the untalented... 30 or 40 or 50 percent of the population you know mm-hmm. the people who you see and you're like jesus christ you are you've been dealt a bad hand and you still want to lift weights in the gym yeah like your bone structure your the makeup of your muscle just isn't ideal and this probably isn't the sport for you but then i started thinking about that guy who was on remember the guy they gave a shitload of arms to and he could only deadlift like 130 kilos yes 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 like on Mark, on Mark Bell it's Sarmageddon for people Sarmageddon sorry yeah go on um, so this I think is one way where technology is incredibly bad for people right mm-hmm. because they go on and you're so they're following 20 people on Instagram who can fucking deadlift whatever 300 kilos you know or they're following you and you're squatting whatever weight it is and it's immediately taught that because you're used to seeing like a transformation where somebody is 17 years old and they're scrawny and they look just like you when you're 25 and they train for three years and they get to be a fucking beast mm-hmm. and they're like what do they do what training programs do they follow what supplements do they take what gear are they on what how many times a week do they train and that will make me be that mm-hmm. nothing in the world could make you be that yes like that's very that's a very very sad place to be mm-hmm and I think there's a lot of people who still haven't realized that. Yes. Most of them live within the YouTube comment section. But the problem with that is, how do you know? Um, I think you train your fucking ass off for five or ten years and you'll figure it out. That's what I That's what I say to people, not as my answer. Because the question comes up so often and people are like, can I be good? And I'm... People it. comment that and they're like, I'm, I'm weightlifting for three months and I can do whatever. Like 50 kilo snatch. and there's like I can lift internationally? But it's always like, they always know because they're always like, is that bad? Like knowing, yeah. 
they know that most people will be like, no, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I say now is like, if you train ten, 10 years and come back to me and I'll tell you if you'll be any good. <laughs> like that is the answer. Like just, um, to be honest though, I think you've already lost if you have to ask that question. Yeah, absolutely. You, you've already lost. If you ask, if you have to ask, do you think this is any good? You've already, you've already yeah. lost the battle. You don't, I don't think you have the mindset that it'll be, the fact that you'd even question, like I remember when I started weightlifting, I remember there was a man, uh, Lawrence, um, Lawrence, he was a lifter from the Lawrence McConnell. Uh, he used to split snatch and split clean, but he was doing like 120, 150. My first ever competition I went to, he was in his 60s. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but he was still lifting even when he had cancer and he was still lifting like huge weights and he was like benching like 180 and stuff but in, in the first competition I went to and I was did what did I do 66 and 85 you know yeah I remember being like oh I'll obviously get to those weights like you know yeah, I remember yeah, being yeah. like geez they're really heavy and having huge respect for it but at the same time I was like well obviously I'm gonna lift those like there's no yeah, way why would I it's just a matter of time yeah it's just like I, I remember thinking I was like I can't wait until I'm lifting those weights. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, geez, will I ever lift those? It was literally like, oh, yeah, whenever. It'll just take me, like, I can't wait to see what's, what's going to happen in three years, four years' time, you yeah. know? Like, that's that's how you should be thinking. That should be your default network, like, and I don't think, like, someone shouldn't have to think you. No one told me, you know, you can do it, you know? It was just like, of course I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. why else would I not? Because I remember being, like, a, an underage rugby player needing to be, like, bigger, stronger, and faster, and better at playing the actual sport itself. Mm-hmm. And just looking at like senior players thinking like, oh, this is obviously like everyone goes through this. And it was so clear at that level because you see you see all the steps along the way, you know, whereas mm-hmm. I think at strength training, people don't see any of the fucks and any of the fucks, <laughs> any of the fucking steps along the yeah, way, you know, any of the facts. And, but they really don't. You know, they yep. see they see like the beginning or they see where they are now and then they see the person at the end and there might be one or two intermediate steps of like people they see at their own gym who aren't really really good but they're pretty good and then most of the time they don't even respect them yes you know like yeah. they're still like I don't fucking know like like I think you know I was thinking about Ilya's um Ilya's kind of comeback or well fallback really after he came back after drugs you know yeah and one or two other people we talked to who would know reckoned he'd probably still be able to do like 175 220 yeah or 215 at least you know they were like very confident uh people who would would definitely know absolutely and the on unf- so Ailey came back right and um did shit he barely did like i don't even think he snatched 170 in competition uh, i think he did like 165 in most of them I don't even know if he got beyond the 200 kilo clean and jerk and he needed competitions. I don't even know if he got 200, you know. And uh, it's weird because he front squatted like 260 in guitar, presumably not on drugs. And he, he didn't, he did, like when he was in America, he did like that 215 squat, clean and squat jerk, you know. And yeah. he did like in Romania. And assuming, let's let's maybe say, he, I don't think he was on drugs there, but maybe he might very, have been. It's very, very likely he wasn't on drugs. Yeah, it's very likely he wasn't on drugs, right? And so Ily came back and did shit. And Ily became the poster child for people being like, well, you can, clearly, you can clearly see how much advantage drugs give you, you know? Like, they can make anyone better, basically, is the problem, right? But I think Ilya, unfortunately, was a really bad example of that because Ilya still could have done the numbers, but Ilya's brain was basically yeah. broken. So that was a problem there because people... Uh, you would expect him to do so like if he's front squatting 260 right and so his best ever front squat was 290 and his best clean jerk was 246 so that was like 
What percentage efficiency? So 84% of his best. So if he did 260 times 0.84. So like he should still be clean jerking, you know? So yeah. like he, he and it, not on drugs, he'd probably have got more efficient. Yeah. Um, and so he did that 260. It was very easy. Still flexible, still fast, you know? Uh, really still young enough to do it. Oh, 100%. Still, and still full-time athlete. Still had everything going for him. And like if you can clean and jerk 200 kilos pretty easily, you can probably clean and jerk 220 or 215 when you've done it before. I know yeah. that sounds massively extravagant to people, but for him it's not, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, yeah, you're literally talking about somebody who's done 242 kilos. Yeah. 246. 246, sorry. Int- yeah, yeah. Like, this is a serious regression. Yeah, like he didn't lose 50 kilos off his clean and yeah. jerk, you know? Uh, un- I think, unfortunately, Ilya's case was just mentally he wasn't able to come back from that. Yeah, and not many, very few people could ever come back from that. To be fair to him, no. And I think unfortunately, he's kind of given people the impression that um, they could too. You know, they could too take drugs and be as close to Ilya. Like the drugs make a huge difference. And I, I kind of made this post. You know, I talked a little bit about the post I made a few weeks ago or last week. Um, you know, that would miss out a lot of stuff. But that's a topic for another time, maybe. But I think um, the drugs do stuff. We know that. Yeah. We know the drugs definitely do stuff and you, you can definitely do more with drugs than without drugs. No one's no one's arguing that. But the drugs aren't the difference. They're a very strong difference, yeah. you know. But I think I think unfortunately that Ilya thing has made people kind of it's kind of like It's a nonchalant like oh it's just the drugs. Yeah, it's kinda of given people who are shit more of a reason to be kind of like fall in line with their own kind of current beliefs, you know. Yeah. But in reality, they're just shit anyway, you know? I think I have two points in that, right? Because if that exact same group of people yeah. that are like, oh, yeah, it's just the drugs. If Ilya had fucking smashed it, that exact same group of people would have gone back to the four or five papers we know mm-hmm. where they're going to look at satellite self-proliferation and how long that lasts for after taking Oh, yes, steroids. yes, you did. They would have gone to all of those papers and said, no, he still has the advantage. And that's the fucked up thing. Like, even after Ilya serves his time mm-hmm. or anyone serves their time, if they do shit, it's like, oh, no, it was just the drugs got them there. Yeah, yeah. If they do really well, they're going to say, no, it's the the prolonged lasting effect of having taken drugs. Or they're going to say, well, he's obviously back on gear. Yes, yes, he's yes. He's going to do it now. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. If, if they had any nuanced opinion, they would know that that's mostly true with females. Um, with females much more so by the looks of what we've seen but they that's what the East Germans found yeah they did a lot of r- rigorous science um, unethical science but they did it in a, the best kind <laughs> it's the most prolific and you find most out of it but anyway they found that girls basically girls or female athletes retained most if not all and yeah. in some cases could actually continue progressing after they took drugs yeah which is something you probably wouldn't see in males you know um, so the likes of female athletes coming back you know so in there's a possibility like that Toma wasn't on, you know, when like, um, what's her name? Michaela Breeze was like calling out, um, was, was calling out Toma Loredina for being, you know, she's tested positive and there's like a, a dark, in some ways she was right, but in some ways she was kind of wrong because she was insinuating she could, she's still on drugs now, you know, but yeah. she may not have been, but obviously then she got the benefits from drugs before. Well, but on topic anyways, that it, it's, you know, Ilya, men it seems less so um, that you retain loads of those benefits, yeah. you know, because the weights are just fucking heavy, like, no amount of extra, a few muscle cells. There's, yeah, there's also the whole point that, like, 
it's an inherently and this is wrong this statement i'm going to make is wrong right mm -hmm. but it's an inherently male compound you're usually taking with a performance enhancing drug mm -hmm. or an anabolic or an androgenic substance of some kind mm -hmm. a lot of those are very very male and then when a female takes them they're just they trigger differently and mm -hmm. um, at last this is the last thing i'm ever going to say about michaela Reese and the tone of commentary right yes 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 but michaela Reese didn't say a fucking word about sarah gb being on when Sarah GB clean and jerked some gigantic weights. Yes, yes, very, yes. very close to Thomas weights. Yes, though there was no blackout over that. No, 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 no. blackout because oh, we forgot that no team GB Olympic athlete has ever been on yes. here before. Yes, I know. I know. Stop it! Like, yeah, they're so high and mighty, you know. Like yeah. one of the biggest scandals in the world of performance enhancing drugs, as in the Team Sky cycling scandal. Mm -hmm. Literally one of the biggest things in the last decade even though it might have been longer no the last decade was directly related to team gb and team gb doctors mm -hmm. working in private professional sport so anybody yeah. and i know you're listening to this now there's a load of people in the uk and you're saying most of our weightlifters are clean mm -hmm. you thinking your weightlifters are clean is the exact same as everyone else thinking all of their other weightlifters are clean. Mm -hmm. They get tested more. Mm -hmm. It's much more difficult for them to pass tests. Yeah. But it in no way means, like you literally have some of the best brains in performance enhancing drugs in mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. They get paid incredibly well. Mm -hmm. The monetary gain is there for them to help the athletes. Mm -hmm. The athletes have the money to do it. Stop thinking they're all clean. Yes, yes, yes. And you'll save yourself a lot of heartache. But um, <clears throat> weightlifting just kind of, you know, it's such a weird place right now that it doesn't even... It's just so strange to think about all these things, like to imagine them. I love it, though. Ah, stop. Mate, yeah, yes. How did we get onto that? Uh, myself and Gareth went for a walk and looked at a parking space earlier. Four miles this away. Is how, this is how um, how exciting the life of corporate seeker strength is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's up a big hill. We took a very long way to get there, mm -hmm. but we'll have to think of it. We're going to have to sleep on it over the weekend. How are you feeling about it right now? I don't know. I feel pretty good about it right now, but I also like the idea of us just driving around trying to find different spots. Yeah, I don't know if that's the one. No, we're mm. going to have to start something. See, we, we started off too convenient, so we're literally right next yeah. door, but it's like it's twice the price of... Obnoxiously um, expensive. Obnoxiously expensive. So that is not... Um, that's not it. But neither is the one we looked at there. I don't know if that one's it. I feel like there's definitely ones closer. Yeah, we're just going to have to look. We've done virtually no research. Uh, it's like somebody said they read a, they read a thousand papers for their book. Yeah, it's like saying um, I did my own research, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Very exciting news, though. The office will be finished this weekend. You gonna come incredibly exciting. You're going to come back in and do the... Yeah. Well, you come in tomorrow? Tomorrow, I'd say, yeah. What time are you coming in tomorrow? I don't know, because I have to do a big job at home. Let me know, because um, Fnula's going to Dublin, so... <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be free ideal right um any other news i don't think so uh what what is this may yeah so we're just kind of sussing out so There's we're more more announcements next week is there yeah what's announced or on the 17th i think with regards to our covid oh yes our covid crack oh sorry tell you meant we're making announcements oh, and i was like what are not announcing there's, there's basically nothing to announce we could talk about the master class series that's coming up on this podcast but the master's class did we just sell it out no no just one more spot one more spot <laughs> one more spot for the, the back squat master class so it's going to be a an hour and a half live seminar 
webinar, lecture, whatever you want to call it, we're calling it a masterclass on just back squats the first episode. Uh, they will be behind the paywall after because a lot of people are asking that. And that's fair yeah. enough. It's very hard to make live events like this on, on weekdays and stuff like that. Um, we tried to go at the most international friendly time um, that we thought more people would be able to get yeah. use out of. So this one's back squatting. It's going to be programming, difference between kind of programming for normal back squatting versus like programming for weightlifting maybe, power, powerlifting, technique, fixing technique. And then we'll have like probably half an hour segment where we'll just get interacting with people and try address their problems and their questions and just kind of really give people a lot of our time yeah. so that's why the limited space per per webinar so as of right now we have one spot left for this one if there's more people email us between now and the webinar we'll run an overflow one yeah we'll just run one the next day maybe uh, but if not we'll be putting them up behind and people can go watch them I suppose the benefit of attending it live is that you'll get that that Your time with us videos. yeah you'll yeah. get that all time you can show us your stuff or we'll talk about your things you know and really like answer the question your burning questions about it um so it was great questions burning deep within you so there's that and then we are it's looking likely we might be able to get to hayden's camp yeah which initially was looking at the time was nearly impossible to get to um oh, has a singlet shipped i don't know actually do you want to check, better check we'll it. check after um Man- manchester what manchester's accent i can't think of it Manche- oh it's um it's dirty enough. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's Carnation Street, like. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. At least we're only there for two or three days. Uh, I hope there's no one listening from Manchester. Actually, probably Manchester is. Manchester is a great spot to go on a night out. Is it? Oh, my God, yeah. Will we get a night out? We might get a night I'm out. I'm absolutely drinking if we're going over there. On the plane. <laughs> so we might be able to get over for his, his comp. And uh, that'd be great, because I really want to see that, because yeah. it'd be good, because it's been a lot of work, you know? And he's put a shitload of work in. My God, yeah. If we, if we put in time Hayden's put in time and a lot of pain a lot of pain he's so tired uh, yeah so he's tired. like should I be this tired they're like you're gonna get more tired <laughs> and you should be like you should be really tired you know yeah. so it's a testament to him so I, I hope it pays off because he, he's earned it you know he owns it himself Um, he owes it to us as well fucking right he does <laughs> I'd make a shit vlog going over yeah. Um. so yeah we'll do that and then hopefully we'll be back with the um for a seminar in the UK and then Romania, hopefully, then in August. They're all looking very likely. Yeah. Which, if you had asked me in January, I would have been like, hope. I would have hoped for it, but I would no way would have been like, oh, let's. It's going to happen, yeah. you know. Whereas, these are looking very likely at the moment. Our vaccine schedule is looking like we might have one maybe in July, possibly. Who knows how things are going? Apparently, they're getting faster every week, so um, we'll have to see. I wonder. Yeah. It's hard. It's impossible. We've got nowhere basically at the moment when we'll get ours. No, they're not really. Even, they were promising at the start of the year, but now they've stopped that. Thank God. They're not even saying anything, which is much better for everyone. Just let us know when it's time. They're on like the fifth years at the moment, I think. So they're working their way down in age groups. Yeah. So we're in like the second last age group or something. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't. We won't need it to travel. I think, but it'll obviously be a lot better. Yeah, there's, be, a, there's a meeting between our Taoiseach mm-hmm. and their Prime Minister today. Our Taoiseach is our. Prime our Minister. glorious leader is basically our prime minister yeah um so we they're talking about like a mutual travel bubble between ireland and the uk that'd be ideal yeah um that would be incredibly advantageous for us yeah but yeah thanks very much i hope you have a great weekend because i often feel girl we talk a lot about ourselves and don't talk a lot about the listeners that's the point of podcast. The podcast yeah that's the whole point though just so we can talk about ourselves that's the podcast though this is a shit talk so far just whatever <laughs> shit talk comes up you know um, thanks for listening. If you do want to go to the masterclass or talk about the masterclass or look into it, you can 
just basically go out to the website, go onto the contact page, and write us a little message. Or just email us at seekstrength.gmail.com. That'll, yeah. be, that'll definitely get to us. It'll be a lot easier. Perfect. Thanks, guys.